Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, we're going to talk with you about a lot of things tonight, but what is your definition of forgiveness? Well, that is a very interesting question. I have an operational definition, which is if you are doing what you think and really honestly feel is forgiveness and your alpha brainwaves are increasing, then you are doing effective forgiveness. Are there many different ways to forgive? Well, at one point, uh, George Gallup uh, undertook to do surveys of Mm -hmm. Americans on forgiveness. He did it every few years, uh, spurred in part by his friend, um, Sir John Templeton, who actually had a foundation dedicated to forgiveness, made grants and things. And so I had the privilege of reading the details of one of George Gallup's polls on forgiveness among Americans. And 80% of Americans rated forgiveness as extremely important when the choices were zero is not at all, one's a little, two's moderately, three's quite a bit, and four was extremely, 80% said it was extremely uh, extremely important. But then Gallup went further to ask them if they could do it. And 85% of those who knew it was extremely important said, no, they could not do it on their own. Prayer didn't, wasn't effective. Asking for help wasn't effective. Of the things they asked about, and he didn't ask about the Biosabinot Forgiveness Program, of the things he asked about, there was only one thing that they found was effective in making uh, forgiveness happen, and that was meditative prayer. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, when you put the verb adverb meditative in front of any verb, like meditative um, swimming, meditative gardening, meditative fishing, what I see are more alpha waves. So in a sense, George Gallup has told us that the only way to have effective forgiveness is to have increasing alpha waves. Now, we're going to talk about forgiveness with some examples. I'm going to throw your way, Jim, and get your reaction to it. But sure. does forgiveness, is it supposed to make the forgiver feel better? Well, it has nothing to do with the person you're forgiving. They can be dead. Uh, and maybe you don't even tell them that you're forgiving them. But yes, it removes the pain in your heart, uh, eliminates the anger and the bitterness that is ultimately very self-destructive. And yes, it makes you feel free, happy, wonderful. Well, let's talk about some examples of forgiveness. Somebody lies to you. You know, I could forgive that. You know, Uh I could forgive that. Somebody steals from you. I could probably forgive that, too. Somebody is a drunk driver and kills a member of your family. Sadly, I could probably forgive that, too. Somebody intentionally goes out and robs somebody and kills someone member of my family, I don't think I can forgive that. Now, does that mean there's something wrong with me? No, it just means that, one, you don't know how to do deep forgiveness, and you don't realize how holding on to the angerness and the bitterness is harming you, whereas forgiving them would release that pain from you and allow you to be more loving and kind to yourself and to those around you. What about an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth? That would make me feel better. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, you know, we often talk about uh, sarcasm uh, at BioCyberNot. Like sarcasm, we call a dishonest form of hostility. In ordinary human interactions, if person A does or says something bad to person B, 
everybody understands if that person strikes back. It's not turning the other cheek, but energetically it's kind of balanced. But in sarcasm, person A says or does something bad to person B, and then when person B goes to strike back, person A does a second bad thing and messes with person B's mind, saying, oh, what's the matter? Can't you take a joke? Ha ha. So now person B has been hurt, and now they're also confused and wondering whether they were wrong to realize they were hurt. So yeah, it is balanced, eye for an eye and so on. But in fact, we all know about karma and... uh, uh, maybe I should tell you a story about a horrific thing that a person forgave. Okay. Okay. And we're going to have fun with calls next hour because oh, I love that. they're going to come out of the woodwork for you. Well, I for one year in 1996, I had a satellite training center in Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. kind of a hotbed of the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. And I had a woman brought in by her lady psychologist who came with her. Uh, she was a multiple personality. Her father was the Ku Klux Klan leader, and starting when she was three, he began sexually abusing her and having the other Klan members also sexually abuse her. What's wrong with that guy? Well, she fractured into 12 different personalities, some male, some female. To escape and everything else, I guess. Yes. And when the abuse was coming, the girl personalities would run back and hide, and the boy personalities would come forward and sort of handle it. Well, when she was 15... The boy personalities ganged up and made her run away from home. She hid out with relatives. Her father was furious. He would send threatening letters. You have to come back and serve the clan. And uh, no, I didn't know any of this. I just knew that she was a multiple. And I found this out on the morning of third day when my technician was putting on her brainwave feedback electrodes. And I said, well, of course, you'll want to forgive your father. (laughs) She exploded out of the chair, stood there shouting and screaming, shaking her fists, yelling, that blankety-blank-blank doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And I couldn't get a word in it twice because she was yelling so much. But at one point, she'd yelled herself out so much, she had to, like, (gasps) take a deep breath. And during that time, I shouted, I didn't say you should tell him. And one of the 12 personalities giggled. It thought it was funny. And I said, yeah, don't tell him. I mean, he'd take it as a sign of weakness. But look at you. You're beet red. Your blood pressure's off the charts. You've got adrenaline, cortisol, poisonous chemicals coursing through mm-hmm. your blood. It's going to be hours for that to clear. And, and why? All you have to do is forgive your father. And the thought of him, the memory of him can no longer harm you. And so she initially reluctantly agreed. And each day as she did forgiveness, the multiple personalities circled in and joined a core personality. And by the end of the week, this 12-person alter, multiple personality, was a single whole being to the absolute astonishment of her lady psychologist who was with with her all the time. And then for years afterwards, she sent me, she called me on Mother's Day to thank me for having given birth to the integrated person that she now wants. Now, does forgiveness mean, Jim, that you have to have an ongoing social relationship with the person you're forgiving? Not at all. In fact, one time I had a woman in training whose husband was a pediatrician. She, they had a two-year-old daughter. She found out her husband was sexually abusing their daughter. So acting on women's intuition, she secretly installed surveillance cameras in his medical offices and filmed evidence of him sexually abusing every little girl who came through. Ah. So she filed a lawsuit against him to have his medical degree taken away, and she filed for divorce. And in this state, she's now in her biosaverna training, and she says, well, uh, well, if I forgive him, do I have to drop the lawsuit? I say, absolutely not. 
You need to protect other little girls. You need to protect other children. You need to have the, his medical license taken away. He needs to be him. put in jail for the rest exactly. of his life. Exactly, exactly. But you can still forgive him because that way you don't suffer. Gosh, I can't do that. <laughs> well, it's actually hard to conceive unless you're in an alpha state. This is why the forgiveness is only effective under conditions of rising alpha. See, I don't think I've been tested to the point where I have to make that kind of decision. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the forgiveness I've done, it, it, it's been relatively small compared to some of the examples well, you've given me. Sometimes people will decide not to. Let me, that's rare, but let me give you an example. Um, I, I had, for a while, a training center in Canada where we trained over 200 Canadian Aboriginal people on scholarship from a Canadian philanthropist. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the terrible racial and other abuse that they've endured, they, as a people, have as much post-traumatic stress disorder as many returning war veterans. I would bet that. I would bet Eighty percent of all the male Canadian Aboriginals have been sexually abused, and in some of the tribes it's 100 percent. So at one point, uh, the scholarship sponsor said, well, you should have a science board. And I go, fine, let's bring in some uh, Aboriginals. And so we brought in some Aboriginal university professors. One of them taught at the uh, Aboriginal University, First Nations University. And I was introduced to a, a very prestigious professor in eastern Canada who had won millions of dollars worth of grants. And, you know, he read up on BioCybernaut. And then he said, well, Dr. Hart may have a, a phone call with you. So we talked. And because uh, he was deciding whether he would come on the board. And he said, now, if, when I, of course, I have to do your training in order to be on your board. Would I have to forgive white people? And I said, well, you know, no, you don't have to forgive anyone. But when you see in the trainees around you, because it's done in small groups, how effective the forgiveness is and how beneficially their lives are transformed, you may want to forgive white people. And so he said, well, I'm not sure I want to risk doing that. And so he never came for his training. Hmm. When somebody is a serial killer and kills 15 people, how do you forgive that? Well, um, that's a very interesting question. Um, you do it in a high alpha state where you understand, for example. What, and what's a high alpha state? Well, where you have a large amplitude alpha brainwave activity and you have it relatively continuously. For example, in the superconscious states in yoga and Zen, Samadhi in yoga and Satori in Zen, there's very high alpha waves all over the head, and people literally live experience in an altered reality. And so when you go, well, let, let me give you this example. Let's say you and somebody are having an argument over some minor, you know, infraction of some social rule. Okay, so then go up 100 feet and look down at the two of you in the building. Then go up a thousand feet and look down at the city, and go up a, a, a hundred thousand miles in space, or go out to Pluto and look back at Earth, and ask, "Well, now, how important is that really?" <laughs> okay. Sure, minuscule. Uh huh. Exactly. So, depending on the perspective you take, and of course, your ego always wants you to like rrr, 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 at the moment, and be you have to be right according to the ego. Uh, then, you know, there are feuds, famous feuds, that have, you know, gone on for generations. If you cannot forgive 100%, yep. 
Yeah. Let's say you can give forgive a lot, but not everything. Uh-huh. What happens to you emotionally, brainwave wise? What happens? Well, first of all, you're, there's like a cap on how much happiness you can have. There's a cap on how high your alpha brainwaves can go, and you are vulnerable to a variety of stress-related diseases. Really? Uh huh. It just hovers around you. How do? How does? How does not forgiving let your guard down like that? Well, let's look at type A personalities. Now, everybody knows that type A personalities are stressed and anxious. And uh, if you add in a sense of time urgency, it's worse. And if you add in cynicism in the personality, mm-hmm. it's almost like a death sentence. So type A personality with time urgency and cynicism is going to drop like, they're going to drop like flies from stress-related diseases. And that includes, of course, heart attacks, uh, uh, cancer, uh, diabetes, uh, everything related to high blood pressure. And so, uh, you know, if you're going to be uh, healthy, happy, into very extended age, uh, it's important to do the cleanup work that forgiveness is. Are you saying, though, to forgive everything? Well, forgiving doesn't mean that you don't guard against it. For example, like, I forgive you, but I'm not going to let you in my house again. Right. I, for, I forgive you, but... You're not going to become better. my best friend if I did yeah. something to you or your family. Exactly. Yeah. Forgiveness takes the pain out of your heart and out of your mind. The, what you, you still know that it was wrong, and you still know, karmically, that that person is going to get their just desserts at some point, but you're not there beating the drum for it to happen right now. Does the person that has done the deed, the dastardly deed, need to know that you have forgiven them? No. They do not? Absolutely not. And in, in some cases, it would be counterproductive because they might well, you know, say or do something sarcastic, and you know, then you'd have to forgive that. Right. Or not. Yeah. Or not, well, <laughs> you'd, you'd benefit from forgiving that. I often coach uh, my uh, trainees to forgive loved ones that had died, leaving them with a sense of grief. And they say, well, 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 they had no choice. I go, well, yes, that's true. But you're experiencing pain from their leaving, so forgive them for leaving. doesn't change the fact that they left, but you no longer suffer about See, it. See, I would not blame the person who died. Right. Um, you don't blame them. Except, well, I, I, let me tell you this. I'll, let me let me tell you an example. I had a friend in several years ago who died of a prescription overdose. Ooh. He was mixing way too much at one time, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he died. Wow! And uh, I was angry with him for being so foolish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I forgave him for that. Is that a little bit of what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. And it, it, to be thorough, it, if you were in a training here at BioCybernaut, in addition to forgiving him for being so foolish, you'd also forgive yourself for having gotten angry. Interesting. You might even, you might even forgive the, the, the company that uh, you know, made the medicine that uh, he took, or maybe even the doctor that didn't counsel him properly. in uh, right. Or over-prescribed him or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting take on that. That way, that way you cover everyone who's involved in the incident, and you clean up your act. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.